0: Well, I'm not sure what the Dems would do if if Trump wins. So, I mean, there would have to be some examples of egregious possible fraud somewhere, I feel like.
1: A lot of people are afraid of a polling error. Uh, the polls are not going to be exactly right. It's going to depend on, you know, how what the margin is. We forget that the polling error could be in favor of Biden. And after the polling error in 2016, which was about 3%, it's entirely possible that they have overcorrected for that.
2: What up, world? Welcome back to another episode of the Ameripodcast. We're almost there. That was dramatic. We're almost there. So here's the funny thing is every time I say we made it, everyone's thought that it's been in reference to... podcast episode but really it's in reference to the election Whoa.
1: oh plot twist on the podcast
3: oh man today is
2: friday five forty-seven p.m 2020 for those of you listening in the future which is everybody it's episode 128 and we've made it we're almost there we are just moments outside of the election my heart rate increased as i said those words yeah what no i'm fine i'm fine this is it's fine.
3: fine. It's, fi- every- it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. fine. Yeah. Totally fine. Yep. The house
2: is the all the way on fire
1: now, but it's good. It's all right. <laughs> the house has been, like, burned down and nuked and then hit by an asteroid. And <laughs> instead of pouring water on
2: it, the fire department, just poured gasoline on the house. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, this should help.
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> I, like, I, I view it kind of like, uh, you remember the South Park episode where they're late, their teacher on fire on accident where they're playing fireman mm. and, like, kindergarten oh, yeah. that's how i see the trump administration <laughs> it's like there's a there's a problem and he just like he runs over and tries to pee on it and then it just goes out of control and he's like whoops well, whoops i didn't, just kind of walks away
1: you guys i have listened to the voter die well i've watched the voter die music video scene whatever you want to call it like probably 10 times in this election season wow i like that that, <laughs> oh, what it I like that, that is your solace yeah what you think that good <laughs> I haven't watched
2: that. I'll have to watch that.
3: Oh, they yeah, they banish them for not voting. It's great.
2: Yeah. We got today the original crew in the house out in the Denver metro areas. We've got John Kelly. How are you today?
3: Doing great. Doing great. Yeah. Three, three and a half days. uh, Three days, right? Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So, yeah, Tuesday's election day. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Four years have really flown by. You know, since the last election, really, they've flown weighs. by. I don't know about <laughs> you guys.
2: Yeah, right. It had its ups and downs. Mostly downs. Like, like those special times we spent together that went too fast. And Indeed. then times like, like this where we're like, oh my God, can we get it over with? Also in the Denver metro area,
1: John Anderson. How are you okay. today, sir? I, you know, speaking of South Park, I have never related more to Cartman than I have this weekend particularly in the episode. I don't know if that's a good
3: thing. I don't know if that's a good thing. Let me
1: be specific. Uh, (laughs) Particularly in the episode where he cannot wait for the Nintendo Wii and he freezes himself. Mm. I would really, really (laughs) like to do that to get through this weekend and get to like Wednesday and or three months from now, depending on how things go, which we'll get to later in the podcast.
0: Mm
3: yep seriously yep. you, just have, you, just, you, just, you I know, just have to wait i know i know you want to get it just have to wait it's coming
2: <laughs> out in the bay area mr tyler Grillo. how are you tonight
0: sir doing well your west coast correspondent uh, uh coming in here sure. uh you know i think it is worth mentioning that the reason that we started doing this podcast was because trump got elected and here we fucking are again uh look at us they said we wouldn't make it look at us now <laughs> uh and let us hope that we continue doing this podcast for an entirely different reason uh than trump
1: getting realized. fingers crossed i will say though if they go it. poorly on tuesday i look forward to doing the live versions of these in the gulag <laughs> yes yes it'll be, That'll be fun yeah it'll be yeah, like a i mean table. we're gonna
3: have to we're gonna have to write it down on different pieces of toilet paper and try to like <laughs> toss them to people that will then like put them together for us
1: it's gonna um, be slower. Yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Oh, we'll be doing it on the road, Ayo. right, Tyler? We'll do it in the road,
3: Gorilla radio.
0: Nobody will be oh. watching us, or a po- or a podcalypse just becomes the only thing we do. It's only a podcalypse. <laughs> 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 oh, <God.
2: laughs> on the apodcalypse, Wilson. All right. So, yes, we are here. We are gathered here today to talk about the election. It's getting close. Mm-hmm. We exactly. thought maybe we'd throw at you some possible election outcomes. Maybe, although we're not in the business, some predictions. And Yeah, we know, like to
3: say that we're not, but we predict stuff all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: got I got to say it again. I was I was 100% on my uh drafting. My drafting, right? Yeah.
3: Well, you went with the safest candidate in Biden, (laughs) and uh, we we can get into the Democratic primary and talk about that if we want to, but it's too far. Uh, That's
1: actually not. I mean, I uh, now having gone through this election, um, I think that Biden was like the perfect candidate for this moment, and just that he is he has been through so much grief personally. And this is a time of like a lot of grief for obvious reasons. And he, from what I can tell, is just like a very decent human being. And that is something uh, that is sorely missed right now. And I think it creates a really good juxtaposition to Trump. And also the other thing is they seem like they were uh, looking forward to running against Bernie in painting him right. as a socialist and they've been able yeah. to unable to do that it, a lot of the attacks against biden have not been able to stick even the like get out of your basement it's like he's out of the basement the like he's senile right. it's like did you biden. see the debates so yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, totally yeah i mean the, the
3: the polls are still on biden's side it, it is funny it, it's not that the republicans haven't tried in donald trump's campaign hasn't tried to paint him as a communist and a socialist because you can still see uh you know, campaign ads on television, I saw multiple ones this morning, right, watching local news channels about how he's a socialist and a communist. And
1: was it mostly taxes. the was it mostly the Trojan horse argument uh that he's like a Trojan horse for Bernie and AOC and company, or was it like he particularly himself is a socialist?
3: Well, it's built off of that idea that he's a Trojan horse, right? You gotta watch old you have to be more uh in tune to the long term Republican conversation there right and how they're portraying democrats uh, uh, altogether the the attack ads are so small that it's just like he's he's sided with socialists and communists before and now he's okay. going to raise your taxes it's uh, it's a, it's a very last minute type of argument where if you haven't voted yet be scared that he's going to raise your taxes. Right. That's basically what the conclusion is. But they start off right. by saying that he's sided with communists and socialists in the past.
1: I find the Trojan horse argument funny because it's like, so you're acknowledging that he's not a socialist then.
0: Yeah, yeah right, right. Because
1: right. <laughs> if, if you're going to make the Trojan horse argument, by definition, you have to define him as not a socialist. And so then it's kind of like, well, you know, I guess he's not. And I, I thought – some of his, although I was kind of a little eh, but as far as like politics go, I thought some of his strongest moments in the debate were like, I beat all of those people, or I am the Democratic Party. Right. Like, I thought that that was really good, especially for the kind of voters that we're hoping to right. get in Michigan, Wisconsin, Ohio, yeah. Pennsylvania. Well, it's also
0: hard to argue that, like, it's like he has also been vice president. Like, you know, like being like, you're a Trojan horse would mean that you're like not a leader in your own right. And it's like, you, he's the vice president though right yeah. also and he's also, not new like, to this this game yeah, you if,
3: know he's yeah if anything trump's trump was the trojan of course <laughs> oh absolutely <And> <laughs>
0: yeah yeah also total side comment but did you hear that asinine question where i said why didn't you like why didn't you do more about like what was it like the police chief or something or no like was it something one of the shootings or something like why didn't you do more and he was like well i don't hold public office right now
1: It was, why (laughs) don't, it was in the first debate, and it was, why don't you, and I think it was a question from Chris Wallace, Yeah, and and he was like, why did you think about calling the mayor of Portland to ask him to do yada yada, and he was like, no, because (laughs) I'm a private citizen and the Democratic Party isn't a dictatorship, it's a democratic institution, and as a, a private citizen, I am not supposed to do that yeah Yeah. i (laughs) was like wow this is how far we've come it's like
0: legitimate question. (laughs) Like, let me explain to you how democracy works again yep weird weird time
3: well it it, and that's actually i think really interesting you know because trump complains all the time about how there was no like softball questions to him and nobody ever questions joe biden hard that was that's a softball type question to make the other person look bad Right. Why haven't you done more to respond? Because the majority of what Trump has said throughout his candidacy is that if Joe Biden was in the office, he would have done worse and he's going to do worse. It's not campaigning on his own laurels. It's just saying, well, what if Joe Biden was in office? It'd be horrible for everybody. Right. So that was I feel like that was a little bit of a toss up. But, uh, you know, we have the candidates that we have and we can I I think that there's a little bit of. no matter who the Democratic candidate would have been at this point, there would have been justifications for why they're the best candidate to be leading the Democratic Party at this point. Um, but, you know, I think the polls across the country show that Biden's got a pretty comfortable lead.
1: So Let's check in with that. Uh, yeah. Five thirty eight has Biden at an eighty nine out of one hundred uh, to win. Um, Trump is at ten. There's one tie, which we can I get to later. That. Yeah. Um right now the tipping point state is Pennsylvania. Um which looks good for us. Uh Ohio has now uh jumped back into toss up essentially uh after being a little bit lean red. So um and there's been a couple Uh, Favorable polls recently in Florida, although I caution everybody about looking at any given individual poll. You should look at the averages, especially averages that wait for house effects. Um, That
3: that is such a good point. Seriously, even think about that into the future as well, not just for the next couple of days before (laughs) the election happens, but seriously, look at multiple different polls. Because they do different things, they talk to different people, they ask different questions, and it's aggregate data that they're mm-hmm. trying to build around. And so really you want to aggregate different polls. You can find a poll aggregator that that does a little <laughs> bit of that and does like 10 or 12 at a time for you. That's right. probably a little bit better of a finger on the polls, but John's 100% right.
1: Uh, so just as an example, the last several polls in Texas are Trump plus four, Trump plus one, Trump plus four, Trump plus or uh, even Biden plus 1 Trump plus 5 Trump plus 3 Trump plus 1 so that's a spread of 6 points right there.
0: right that's a huge difference
1: and, f- yeah. and, and speaking probably of all of t-
3: them are plus or minus 5 anyway <laughs>
1: right. Yeah, right, yeah. right 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 and speaking
3: poll,
0: of yes. speaking of texas there now have been more votes early votes cast in texas than there were in the in texas in all in the 2016 election in total
1: and I think right. that bodes really well for million? Democrats. I would fucking hope so. Yeah. I would hope so. I really – I think it does because I, it, my understanding of Texas politics is one of the big issues is that there are Democrats or people who would traditionally be thought of as Democrats, but they just don't vote a lot. And so if, if, if that is your starting point and then you say, OK, there's a shitload more turnout, you would expect that, OK – There's only so many more Republicans that exist in Texas that aren't voting, but there appears to be a large number of Democrats who are not voting. So um, So, fucking let's go.
0: So so Given this large surge in voting, let us assume for a moment that a lot, assume, knock on all the wood, but this is all just assumptions that a lot of that early voting is coming from people who are not happy about Trump, right? So they are voting, let's say for Biden, and that could possibly lead to a big blowout. Uh, that Biden wins one scenario. All right, yes.
1: discuss, discuss, <laughs> discuss. So I guess we, we 538 has uh, a blowout defined as uh, Biden winning by 10 percentage points yeah. um, nationally. Right. Now in the swing states, uh, it'll be tighter. There's I think about a, a three or four point um, bias on uh, towards Trump in the swing states. So. What that means is if there's a national vote, if Biden is up by three points in the national vote, it's tied. Um, so mm-hmm. uh, I think we look pretty good in that regard. Well, I think 538 has it at about a 30% chance that that's going to happen. Now, to put that into some relative perspective, that's a, a, a three times the likelihood that Trump wins in any kind of way. Um, so if you are to you know believe five thirty eight that means that it's three times more likely that the blowout happens uh that obviously is my preferred scenario shocking to everybody yeah, I, I, I mean know.
3: yeah i think i I think it is for all of us um and I think that if it's if it's that much of a blowout um I'm pretty confident that the uh, obviously the Democrats retain the House, but they probably win the Senate back as well. And it's a, it's the blue wave that people have been talking about for the last couple months. And it really is a tsunami. Yeah. Could be. A, could I be. mean, uh, if it's really, really nami, large, it could be a, a blue tsunami. And blue a tsunami. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, and, that's, and, I think that's the that's the best case scenario for Democrats. Right. If we're talking right, about oh, the, the first level of um, scenarios. Um, Yeah, they're looking at sweeping through, having a bunch in the House, taking back the Senate, having the presidency with Biden and a pretty comfortable win in in a couple swing states where it's big. Um, Have
2: you guys
3: have you guys received,
2: would you say, more political calls and texts and emails this voting? um, This election than any other.
1: Uh, By far, but part of that is because I've donated a lot more than I have in any other previous election. Um, So I'm on a lot of lists. Turns out, fucking Mark Kelly in Arizona blows me up way more than anybody (laughs) else. (laughs) Holy shit. Like one a day from Hick, but I get like three or four from Mark Kelly. Bro, stim it down.
2: (laughs) Text, text, emails, what are those?
1: Uh, They're texts. I don't. Answer calls that aren't in my phone or don't leave a voicemail, so uh, I'm sure that there's, you know, a bunch of those as well. But I'm not answering them.
0: I, um, uh, they don't give a shit about us in California because they know what's going to happen here. So I haven't got any from California, but I've gotten uh, two text message conversations from people in Colorado because up until this last election, I was still voting there. Right. Uh, yeah, right. I was only casting one ballot um, but I did actually unregister which was funny because I don't remember getting any contacts and then I unregistered and then I started getting all these things and being like, hey, remember to register a vote and I'm like, word, the reason I unregistered is because I don't live in the state anymore and they were like, oh, thanks for telling us I was like, yeah, take me off of your, like, don't waste your fucking money on me
3: I actually, <laughs> I, I think that uh, is something to be said about Colorado, they, I think they handle their ballots really well, right? The the fact that there could be universal mailing ballots, right? And that they really our state actually cares about people voting, which is great. Yeah, That's what I want to see. That's Even great. if 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 it turns out that all the predictions about Colorado are wrong and it's not really not purple swinging towards blue and it really is the red state that it classically was, right? All I'm right. still fine with that because people actually voted. Right. I want to yeah, see yeah. that happen. I want people yeah. to be enfranchised.
1: <laughs> you know? It's I literally woke happen. up to a text message. From the state being like, hey, we, we got your ballot in. And I was like, yeah. fuck yeah. That's awesome. Like, why am I not voting on my phone after some very extreme uh, security involved with that and a paper oh. trail? But no doubt. I mean, we should be able to just vote from our fucking phones.
3: It's really you can, interesting. You can yeah. bank
1: from your phone. You can uh, fill out the census on your phone. You can do a ton of <laughs> shit. So, a ton of. Very important shit on your phone, we should be able to vote on our phones as well,
2: yeah, speaking of uh uh registered to vote in another state than the one you're living in, Tyler, I actually spoke with somebody today i've been phone banking for like the last seven days straight now, <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, I talked to a gal today from Texas who is registered in Colorado, and she forgot to register in Texas. And so she was like, can I still vote in Colorado? I was like, yeah, if you're still registered in Colorado, you can You drive up here or track your ballot down. It's probably like, I don't know where it's at your last address, but like, come here back to Colorado and go to a booth and vote. And so she was going to, she was going to try and do that. But, um,
3: yeah, that's, and, 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 and hasn't, and hasn't voted. That's interesting.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, just cause she, well, she's been, she didn't, she forgot to register, you know, in Texas and, uh, still wanted to vote just had no way of getting her ballot down there at this point. It's too late. So, you know, and that's why we're calling. Like I've, I've been working with this nonprofit and I heard, for example, like on Monday, they said we called 35,000 people. Wow. wow. And that's just one nonprofit. And there's like multiple of these going on, you know? So I think that the, the funding may have been kicked up a little bit this election. People are really trying to bring out awareness uh,
1: just to get people to come and vote. This so. is going to be the highest turnout election in recent memory, and maybe in absolute numbers ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for, for um, an American, yeah, no doubt. It's going to be gigantic. Yeah. which is which is a good thing. Yeah, right. What like, a catalyst. Yeah, four yeah. years of Trump. Yeah. <laughs> I the mean, climax is out, coming. I remember uh, learning about the Lincoln Douglas debates and just being like, oh, and, and uh, the um, approximation a lot of people use for how how normal folk viewed things like that was it's kind of like a sports game. And I used to be like, man, it would be really cool if like politics were like that now. And the thing that I didn't really consider was the reason that people (laughs) were so interested in politics is because that was the lead up to the Civil War. And politics were a very intense thing at that time. And now I'm a little bit regretting and and reevaluating. Yeah, right. Right. And and not
3: only that, but it was still in the days of uh, literally packing ballots with uh, packing boxes with ballots, right? Where you walked up with a colored (laughs) ballot that you stuffed into the box. And if you couldn't get across the public square because people were beating you up and you couldn't put it in, they were like, Hey, he's not really a man. He doesn't deserve to vote anyway.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Let's be clear. America has a very, very long tradition with voter suppression and uh, we are Uh, sliding back into that Mm -hmm. and we had a good period of time civil rights act and and such. And this is why we need to win all three branches of government so that we can pass the John Lewis voting rights act and restore a lot of these things to make sure that everybody has easy access to voting.
0: That's right. Well, if we have so many votes going down, what scenario number two, Trump wins. And let's just say it's by a margin that is in this example, Probably small margin. We I I think that's like the more likely scenario. I think it's very unlikely there's a blowout for Trump. Um, but, I
1: think it's almost impossible that he has yeah, some yeah, kind yeah. of blowout. But there's it's like, like
0: right. But let's say in this one it's it's a legitimate margin. Like I think we, we can get to a scenario yeah. where it's not. But let's say in this scenario there's a legitimate margin. Yeah, what then what then, right? Gulags. I mean, well let's get I would say for myself. Gulag, gulag will
2: in in a way that this could happen, right? Is that we just saw recently that the Supreme Court um did not uh, favor the who's did was it the Trump administration or was it the was it through William Barr, but about not counting mailed ballots? In which and state? So, yeah. so, is this the
3: Minnesota ruling?
2: I'm not sure which specific Supreme Court uh, federal case it was but i just saw this it
3: was it was was a federal challenge so it came from the department of
1: justice so they they they
2: turned it down
1: i think most of the court discussion gets us into the illegitimate win for trump yeah um well
2: and so that's where my point was was that it makes sense why they've been saying for the last you know six months now to vote in person this may have been like their plan the whole time
3: well and i mean and, and I, I will say, and I'll, I'll get into the court thing in a second but when you look at the polls nationwide, more Democrats voted early than right. Republicans. Which is nationwide. traditionally not true. Which is right. Exactly uh, it's traditionally not right. true. Most people who are saying they're going to vote on election day are said that they're voting Republican, and this is it across is. many states
0: you know this is a, that's a covid though thing cuz covid cause, because yes. fucking yes. Po- covid's po- political, political and so people, and like, people democrats like democrats are more likely to believe, to believe likely. it's real and are like oh yeah. i'm going to vote or like absentee so that i'm safe versus
1: i think it's that and that mail in ballots have also become political right um right. 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 and so i think it's it's a it's it's political uh and it's covid and it's mail in ballots and and you can rest that squarely <laughs> with donald trump
2: yeah, but that's the kind of argument I could see them really pushing for if it is a close
1: win for Biden. You know. Right. If it's and close I, on I either think that side. gets us into oh, the it's
3: going to be what? if it's close on either side, it could it could really throw us well, into Well, I'm not a sure a what the
1: Dems
0: would scenarios. do if if Trump wins. Small. I mean, there would have to be some examples of egregious possible fraud somewhere, I feel like.
1: I think the Democrats will do their best to maintain the legitimacy of institutions. Yes, I agree. And, and so whatever that looks like with the particular scenario we're talking about uh so you know if if um a uh not insanely egregious case comes between be, uh, before the supreme court and they rule in favor of of Donald Trump then i think you'll see a lot of democrats trying to preserve the institutions in that case yeah um it's going to get tricky, but it seems like with these court cases, happen, well, I guess we should stay on the um, scenario. So if Trump wins narrowly, um, I guess we assume that they retain the Senate in that situation as well.
3: They may or may not. That's that, either it, either way. right. It gets interesting and there. Gets interesting. You know, he yeah, could, he could, could will... turn into a lame duck second president. Right. And if the Democrats controlled both the yeah. House and the Senate, then he's. Literally one bad decision away from getting impeached (laughs) and like going through the entire thing again and actually kicking them out because the Senate would have the votes. Uh, I
1: think think that that will also bring us into a new phase of constitutional crisis Mm. where we we have have a president president. who does not view the Congress as a legitimate body.
0: Yeah, right, 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 right.
1: and And does not um, do anything that they're doing as as legitimate so yeah that's trying to barricade himself in the white house right yeah so you'll have him you know tried to spend money that he's not allowed to spend and ignoring congressional oversight and all the things that they've been doing but that'll really launch into super duper high gear um and then it will be you know that will come to some kind of head at some point, I think. Um, but he will, Trump will try to fully delegitimize Congress, yeah, um, which is the next step uh, towards dictatorship. So that yes. makes logical sense right. for him. Right. Now, right now, now
0: let's say now that let's it's a, slight, a win slight win for Biden. for Biden. Let's say it's a close margin. Close margin. I mean, I, to, for the, I would, I would assume that there will then the the Republicans will move into full, full out voter fraud and it'll be legal
1: challenge city yeah 100 yeah, exactly. yeah trump's
3: already laid the groundwork that that's what he's going to do if it's if
2: it's yeah. and
1: then it just depends on the particulars of the scenario yeah. so for the the nightmare scenario is that it comes down to pennsylvania and pennsylvania is super close so, it comes it basically like a, a 2000 situation right 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 and, and, and let's not forget about what's how.
3: happening right now in Pennsylvania. There are protests that are happening in Philadelphia and other major cities because of another black man who was killed by police, some of which that are turning violent, which will be used as fuel by Republicans if it's close in that state that right, there was yeah. an yeah. illegitimate yep. election because it happened a few days before the election. I guarantee it. It's like a it's like a written script. You can see that happening.
1: Yep. Now, if, if Biden, let's say, wins by three states um, and and two of them are not close, then I think that we are in better territory. If that's the case, then the Senate is more likely to be super close. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we go into a period of politically – well, we, we stay in a period of extreme stalemate um, and logjam and then culturally i think we will enter a phase of right-wing insurgency well in that's the, country the other, well, that's that the other question that will be violent in some ways yeah that's, that's so uh, we're getting a worst case scenario here. Right. well we're yeah. getting but, but but
0: i think the right-wing insurgency right. thing is in the right-wing terrorist thing is 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 important to look at from the different angles because there's i mean there's you know those two are such are such extremists that like case of biden even winning in the extreme they'll be like oh Oh, they can justify justify even probably then many of them to themselves i mean you know probably less so again maybe it will be less towards that direction but there will still be some like well this is like the deep state fucking you know organizing all of this and you know like Obviously, we're on the wrong side because uh, Blake, you mentioned Tom Hanks, and that is clearly a dog whistle that we are part of the fucking uh, deep state. Uh, and then John was like, "Joe Biden's not that bad." And he's like, well, what about his relationship with his son? Huh? It's pretty troubling that. So you know, things can be twisted very easily in that Q and worldview. So I feel like there's even a chance there that that will happen. But hopefully, it will be a little bit fewer and far between.
1: I think the main difference between a uh, small Biden win and a large Biden win. As far as the right wing insurgency goes, will be if there's a large Biden win. I don't think the right wing insurgency will have Public much support. elite, no elite support. Uh, um,
2: unless I, we end up in like a man in the high castle situation and Russia moves in.
1: That well, Russia's gonna have to get a bigger fucking army yeah. than, <laughs> and, and some more boats. Uh, they do have a lot of nukes, but fucking nobody's invading America. Yeah, I mean, Man in the
3: High Castle <laughs> is set after the Castle, Germans win World, World War II. II, right? So yeah. Yeah, right, it's right, kind right. of a different thing. Uh, but you know, I think what's concerning the most about what you see with uh, right wing militias and the potential insurgency is that, um, which which I think is ironic, which, which and I they don't see ironic. it, is that they give their loyalty to Donald Trump as a president and as a man right because he quote unquote stands for the constitution or that he they're convinced that republicans stand for the constitution where the democrats stand for the constitution and they are no longer than acting as a state militia or a public militia at that point which is kind of what the second amendment was built around in a way right which i, I think is kind of interesting we can get into the constitutional debate but Saying that the only yeah, reason I I that, agree with that you know your militia should stand is to protect a sitting president that's been judged that uh, who hasn't won an election or is being treated unfairly by a group of people within the country, country is a very interesting scenario that we've never seen with militias in this country before, or classically even, or classically.
1: Yeah, and I don't even think. I mean, it, it, I think this is going to continue after. Uh, trump loses uh hopefully knock on wood um and i don't they might say like we we are here to defend the constitution but i think in very real and obvious ways they're not uh a good example of that but they is perceive that it but can, trump,
3: can you you at least well, agree no, 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 that no, no, they no, perceive that they're, they're defending the constitution I,
1: no, no i i don't necessarily i think they might say that but i think it is totally devoid of any reality and and it's devoid of even like american symbolism so for example in a lot of um recently uh the american flag at trump rallies has been replaced by the blue yeah,
3: the blue, blue yeah. stripe uh-huh. flag yeah
1: and and so you you are no longer defending the american constitution as we know it right i think they're defending um a cult of personality. And I think that that is an authoritarian impulse. And so you say like they're defending a sitting president. I would say they're defending a man named Donald Trump. I don't think that they would say we're defending the office of presidency as we see it with the um, institution itself. I think it is personality based. Mm, Yeah, I I disagree, but that's
3: interesting. Yeah. I I I see well, I, I see the... it that they're I see that they're connected more to the Republican thought process about what government should stand for. And so it it wouldn't matter if there was enough pushback against any Republican president right now, whether or not it was Donald Trump, I think that they would be more standing and willing I to go because their world belief stands more with the Republican Party.
1: I think it's important that we separate the Republican Party from Trumpism because I I like True conservative Republicans to me are people who primarily believe in small government. Donald Trump does not believe in small government at all. And so I don't view – like right now I think there's a battle for the soul of the Republican Party, and it's symbolized by people like the Lincoln Project and uh, – Small
3: proportion. My, small
1: proportion. Uh, no, I don't think it is a small – Look well, at all their elected it, leaders, all a, the, the guys
3: that said we'd never vote for Trump. We'd never go with Trump. And in the last four years, they because they know that most of the Republican values that they wanted, Trump signed off but they on were, during his four years in office. They were
1: yeah. they won these elections in the past, right? And I I'm I'm talking about primarily a, a future oriented sure sure uh, mm-hmm. argument. And so you know I don't think we can say what what is going to happen to the Republican Party in the next election, especially if they lose big. But you know a quantifiable metric here is. The Lincoln Project has more Twitter followers now than the GOP Twitter handle does. and so <laughs> Really?
3: Did not know that. <laughs> yes.
1: And so, you know, does that translate to votes? I don't know. I saw something recently that had um, 4% of Democrats voting for Trump and 13% of Republicans voting for Biden. So So that's that's a three to to one ratio that doesn't translate to a majority by any means, but it, it translates to a decisive minority towards the Democrats. And if they are, if that small minority in the Republican party is able to deliver a huge win for Biden, then they might have a lot more legitimacy going forward. So I, I think that there's a, I think that it's important that we draw a distinction between Trump voters and Republican voters. And I think it's doubly important for people like us to draw that distinction because we want to drive a wedge between those two people, not to win elections, but to maintain American democracy and American values. So So the more more that we can, we can divide those two groups, the better for, I think, America.
0: Although, you know, it would be great
1: if the Republican party split, just saying, that'd be great. Uh, uh, (laughs) i think they already have it it just depends if trump wins big or if trump wins in a legitimate way he'll be able to crush opposition to him in both parties and then gulags but otherwise i think we're going to have a really interesting little republican do we maybe dust up
0: sorry if i keep harping on the militia do we think we're going to see some right-wing militia terrorists uh like a show of force at uh like um polling places on election day
2: so Tyler, it's funny that you say that because I just wanted to bring this up in regards to my kind of sarcastic uh, High Castle comment earlier. But there is significant evidence to show that the militias, the pro-Russian militias in Ukraine, eastern Ukraine, uh, six years ago, were indeed veteran Russian soldiers. And so I'm wondering because Russia already— yeah, in part, not entirely, but I'm wondering because we've already seen so much of the Russian propaganda penetrate through not only pop culture and things like QAnon, but also into the Senate itself, right, and different committees. I wonder what the chances are of them also placing or uh organizing their own, um what look like to be pro-MAGA Trump supporter militias within the United States
0: itself. Well, I'm sure that there are – I'll take it first out of this. I'm sure that there are people on the ground that they have, but that's not their game. They don't need to play
1: that game anymore, really, I don't think. So, Tyler, you're saying you're sure that there are Russian operatives helping to organize uh, right-wing militias in on the soil in the United States? Oh No, States. I'm, no, no.
0: I'm saying okay. I'm sure there are right. – I'm sure there are Russian operatives – somewhere in the country doing something but i don't think that they are organizing them on the ground i think that they're helping organize them via the internet
1: so we saw some of that uh in 2016 where we had russians like helping to organize rallies right yeah. um if we i or money marie yeah and and the nra fuck you the nra um yeah. i think that it would be a a dramatic escalation to have Russians on American. So that would be, uh, I think a, so, um, Carl Van Clausewitz, who is the uh, father of of Western warfare, the conception of Western cool. warfare, has yeah. A, yeah. <laughs> has a couple interesting uh, yeah here we go uh, has a couple <laughs> interesting <laughs> concepts called the um, culminating point of attack and the culminating point of victory, and so basically what that concept says is you can get to a point where you win and then you might keep going and it's actually going to hurt you in the end. Right. Right. And so I think that the Russians are at a, let's say, culminating point of attack right Right. now, maybe not necessarily victory, but attack. And I think that if they were to try and organize right wing militias, I think it would unify the United States against them and it would be real bad. I mean, look at look at how many
3: people right are. And and you see it with the Republican talking points all the time. Anti-communist, anti-red. It's still there. It's still there. Yeah, it's still a very hard line stuff. They might go, yeah, you know, Russia's fine with Trump. You know, it's fine. We're not starting any problems yeah, with them. Right. But there's still kind of yeah, deep questioning, I think, on both sides of Russian.
1: Yeah. Uh, right. Especially not a very favorable history. Well, especially if Biden wins big, I think that there's going to be a pretty dramatic counter reaction to this. And we're going to go into a period kind of analogous to a red scare period uh, where there's a whole lot of trying to understand how much Russia infiltrated the right, right of this country. And, 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 and either and way, what they are already did.
3: right that either they've either won. I mean, the whole point was to call our institutions yes. in question to call whether or not we can yeah. trust other people yeah. within the United States. You know, that's, that was True. the whole reason in 2016 and in 2012, yeah, they tried, 2000, but in yeah. 2016, they really succeeded and started to, and, and they're doing it again. Now it's just to sow distrust and it's to sow mm-hmm. uh, exactly. all of us so, questioning whether or not yeah. we can play. trust people, whether we can trust our institutions and no matter who wins, they trust come the out voting of system, you know, that's,
1: and, and that goes back to, uh, that's why I say, I think it's really important that we find ways to divide Trump voters from Republican voters because we have to come back together yeah. as a country because we have some dramatic challenges. Yeah. There, to there fix. is, there, uh, that,
3: there, line's is, there that line's it's getting muddled. It's getting more and more muddled, muddled by the day. And it has been his entire presidency, which is why, you know, we, we hope that there are uh, lots and lots of central, centrist Republicans and Republicans that just are like, this is nothing to do with the party of, Republicans has nothing to do with the party of Lincoln has to do with the party of Trump that defect from it and, and vote blue for the sake of the future of the United States. Yeah. That's what we're all of us, I think are really hoping for in this election that that happens.
1: Ben Wittes, uh, who is the co-founder of Lawfare Blog, which has been amazing in the Trump administration, and I would recommend everybody uh, frequent them regularly, they also have excellent podcasts, uh, has a concept called the the Coalition of Democratic Forces, which is basically anybody or any institution that is uh, pro-democracy. <laughs> and and so, so that is, I think, how we need to start thinking about this, especially if we are able to get rid of trump and say the you know like i've given a lot of money to uh the lincoln project this election cycle and i i will put it on record now that at some point i'm gonna fucking regret that right right. because they're gonna come out for policy shit that i super disagree with yeah but the the thing, thing is is that they agree on the most basic bedrock principles that i do too which is democracy the rule of law a united america and so those things are first principles that we have to maintain and then we can go fight about the deficit or whatever right. the fuck but those are quote normal political fights and what we're in right now is absolutely not a political normal political fight as we have come to know it it's a fight for the soul uh and and the the government the type of government that we have in this country
0: yeah and so tyler well and ideally you know um uh we will know in the next four days uh, but, um, uh, between now and what we hope is an inauguration day, again, knock on wood is going to be a, that, that's going to be a very that's telling a period. Time. And then how we also all react, Call right? Whole, like if yeah. something, uh, if there is some disputed stuff, you know, uh, and Trump's going, it's, it looks shady, you know, power, you know, a show in the streets is important. Uh, people making their voices heard in whatever way you can and, um, and not standing for any shenanigans. Cause like John's saying, this is the, we are, we are fighting for this whole so- democracy.
2: I have one last serious question for everybody before
3: we go tonight. What is your favorite Halloween movie? One or two, if you want. Oh, are we not Are we not going to predict? We're not doing predictions.
0: We're not – Kelly, we are not in the business of making predictions. <laughs> okay. We're not in the business of making <laughs> predictions. Oh, okay. It's can almost like – We can do predictions real fast. It's illegal we're, in this we're country. Pushing... So maybe
3: we should make it illegal on this podcast to make predictions. <laughs>
1: uh okay so all that 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 given and said can i make a prediction Uh, yeah (laughs) Yeah, of course (laughs) um my so i will say if 2016 hadn't happened i would be planning my victory celebration uh already um but and and that's mostly based on the models and and one thing in particular which is amazingly this race has been incredibly steady right like, like the the polling throughout the the model odds ha- and if you look at 2016 it fluctuated a lot and we happened to have election day on a time where it was uh Clinton's odds were in a nader and so um I feel good about what the models are saying now that being said I'm feeling even better based on a whole lot of just like anecdotal things I'm saying. Now, obviously, I'm biased and I'm taking in a lot of like pro-democratic things, but there's been a lot of little and, – and and I guess that's partly based on data too of like we already have more votes in Texas than we did in 2016. You know, things like that. Lots of enthusiasm. Lots of people who, you know, we had a discussion on the hockey team briefly on the ice about voting, Uh, and 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 everybody. They asked me if we were going to cancel practice for the election, Uh, and then we had a discussion about making sure to vote. And so the these and I see this a lot. I'm seeing it a lot. I'm seeing it a lot. And those types of things make me really hopeful. A lot of people are afraid of a polling error. Uh, the polls are not going to be exactly right. It's going to depend on you know how, what the margin is. We forget that the polling error could be in favor of Biden. Right. Not, right. not in favor of Trump. And after the polling error in 2016, which was about 3%, it's entirely possible that they have overcorrected for that. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, I would I would actually I argue that so
3: you actually, should trust the polls more now than you did in 2016 for a couple of reasons. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Mainly yeah. because they've corrected a lot of pitfalls in the way that they conducted a lot of polls and the type of people they were trying to reach with their polling. Um, there's, you know, there's still always the, um, possibility that there are a lot of silent Trump voters out there. Uh, right. That's the, that's kind of what swung the election last time where people that didn't talk about it, ended up voting Trump, but didn't really want to talk about politics or change their mind at the last second. I think there's a lot less of those people and the polls really do show that. Um, so John, it sounds like you're going with sweeping win.
1: I think it's gonna be um I think that it's gonna be over sooner than we expect. I don't think this is gonna be like two thousand. I don't think it's gonna be we might not know Tuesday night, but maybe we know Wednesday morning.
3: Yeah. I, I doubt um, it comes down to one I state. Like like I don't think it's gonna
1: come down to one state. Yeah. I think uh, that the the, the discussion, discussion is more how many states is Biden gonna win rather than is Trump gonna win. Um and then it it the the real question is how many Senate seats do we win? Right. Um,
3: right. And that's now, and that's that, that's that's where uh, I was going to get in with my crushing uh, estimation for what's going to happen, because I, I think I, I think oh, Biden yes. easily wins the presidency. Um, I'm not so convinced that the Democrats win the Senate. So just just to be different, I'm going to I'm going to say options. that. They obviously retain the House and Biden gets elected president, but they don't get the majority in the Senate.
1: Okay, can I ask for one more prediction based on that prediction that I am 100% confident in, literally 100% confident in? If Biden wins the presidency and we retain the House and Mitch McConnell is still the Senate majority leader, you're going to hear nothing other than about deficits from the Republican majority Mm -hmm. for four fucking years after they spent a shitload of money on a bunch of dumb shit a bunch of goddamn tax cuts Mm. for billionaires we're gonna hear all about the fact that we have a gigantic deficit and it is morally and intellectually fucking bankrupt and i fucking hate that shit it drives me insane that they only understand that deficits are a problem when there's a democratic president it is
3: yep i know Poor I know, John. Alexander know
1: Hamilton is freaking the fuck out right now. <laughs> Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr are coming back to take you on together, Mitch McConnell. <laughs> That's what's happening right now because you're a stupid douchebag who, ah, drives me nuts. Anyways.
0: Yeah, let me get... Rant over. No, it's true. It's true. It's true. I agree with you. Mitch McConnell is the bane of our fucking current existence. Um, even more so <laughs> than Trump in many ways, I would say. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, my prediction, I'm just going to keep it short and sweet, is I think that Biden's going to win, but it's going to be by a smaller margin, a smaller margin than we expect, um, or that you all have said, not that we expect, but, um, but I think he's going to win knock on wood again. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it's going to come down to one state, but I think it'll be like maybe close in a couple states, but then like together, maybe it'll be like, you know, the electoral votes or whatever will be a little bit. Um, And then I actually I actually feel hopeful about the Senate, too. And Blake, to answer your question that everyone just bulldozed the fuck over. (laughs) I was going to get back to it.
3: I want to talk about Halloween Yeah, I was going to
1: go
0: back to it. Well, let's all transition us there. Um, My favorite (laughs) Halloween movies are one Halloween fucking classic. And then the film nerd in me just loves Scream. I just love me some fucking Scream.
3: fun. Oh, man. Scream's fun. It's a real thriller. (laughs) I like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre oh okay, okay well uh, hold on, on are these actually
2: halloween movies guys or are these just horror movies because there is a difference well halloween okay well then is okay well then if a we're halloween
3: gonna movie yeah if we're gonna do pure <laughs> yeah. that then i'm gonna go hocus pocus because they actually do have yeah, you, you gonna, know, they have to dance on halloween night after the witches have come back i feel like there's very few movies that happen just on halloween night
1: right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i mean hocus pocus Fucking rocks! I I I have that's one of mine
2: too, John. Mine's uh, one of my top favorite is probably um, uh oh gosh, why am I spacing it now?
0: Um, the Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh yeah 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 yeah,
3: great one. True, yeah, it's a Halloween Uh, movie too. Yeah, that one's fun. Yeah.
1: Speaking of movies, you know what I watched the other day, you guys? Fucking Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Ooh, good one. And I will say holds up yeah be excellent go. to each other yep yeah be excellent to each other it fucking
0: holds up well dear listeners the uh, next that... time we talk to you we'll be having a conversation about what happened instead of what we think might happen
1: and i'm not yep. nervous at all i'm not freaking out nope. i don't have anxiety attacks totally at night so. it's gonna be fine none of us are yeah it's all good yep nope yeah.
3: i'm sure none of us will um, stay up all night on tuesday if there's the no clear winner waiting
1: I'm so glad I practiced that night. For 36 hours straight. All right, uh, you know, be excellent to each other, and Godspeed.
0: Excellent to each other. That's a new sign off. There it is.